Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hello, welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I am your host, Eric Acker. Today and this week, again, uh, Karen is taking a break. She is, well, technically, she is at home with the kids, and I am on my away rotation. So we have yet to still figure out the nuances of recording videos in two separate locations plus i think karen kind of wants us a little bit of a break from the, <laughs> the kids are in bed and she she's enjoying some karen time uh so that's it's probably best for her to be able to have that and not be hassled by me tonight so in any case here we are week two <laughs> more or less we are uh, we about 10 days into this rotation is a sabai rotation again if you have you don't remember sabai rotation in northeast georgia in internal medicine so we are living the resident uh, intern life uh, it's essentially what a sabai is supposed to do you're supposed to be the resident you're supposed to be the intern but slightly less than the interns so they're, they're trying to see how far off are you going to be from their first year residence so uh, what better way to start it off than to talk about my day off? Because as an intern, at least in the sub-I, you do six days on, one day off. Especially on this particular rotation, in this particular program, that is what the that is what their interns actually do. Is basically six days on, one day off, and sometimes it's not six days in a row. Uh, one of my the interns that is working on my team, she's not just now having her first day off after 10 days of being on. So it's a little, it's a little bit different. But in either case, I took a day off on Sunday because Sunday uh, ends up being a good day to go back home, go to church, hang out with the kids, have kind of a big family day, spend time with Karen, kind of get my head back on the street for a little bit, and then drive up, you know, Sunday night to start the rotation on Monday. So it's been been quite an experience there doing all that fun stuff. I was told by my uh, senior resident that I could pick any day. They didn't really care. And there's some truth to that. In, even though I am saying, oh, you're just basically a step below a, you're barely, you know, a slight step down from an intern. In the end of the day, we're really not contributing to a lot of the team dynamic. You're just kind of doing a lot of work on the side hopefully being helpful here and there, taking a little bit of load off, at least as far as presentations go, and some of the heat off of them from the attendings. So you, you, you play a role, but it's not a very significant role. So as far as like, you know, my presence being crucial to the team's function, they couldn't care less whether I left on Friday or if I can't, it left on Sunday. So I chose Sunday. So we had a pretty good day with the family. It was really nice to see them. And it is a little tough to be away from the family for that long, especially the kids, one and Karen. Um, but the kids seem to be doing good. We try to FaceTime as much as we can. Uh, has not, uh, as we'll get into a little bit with the hours, uh, has not always worked out. Um, so let's, let's just get straight into the hours. So um, I don't know when, when the switch happened. I think Wednesday, maybe Thursday, when we started doing, we had a new team. So I started Monday, Tuesday last week with two different residents, uh, three different residents. Uh, I believe one was a, 
intern. So first year, we had a third year. So he's a senior. And then I think we might have had another intern, but she could have also been a second year as well. I would not have been surprised about either of those. But they basically signed off on Tuesday because that was their their last day. And we picked up a new set of residents that are going to be on this service and um, for at least another month, if not two months. So they will carry out my, my term, I suppose. <laughs> and it has been... Um, yeah, so we we start at about five thirty in the morning. You start, you get in there about you know wake up at four four thirty, arrive at the hospital about five thirty, and you start pre rounding. You start doing all your notes. What happened to the patient overnight? What the labs? What's the values? You start writing up everything so that once they do handoff, the formal handoff is at seven. Night crew comes over and they give out report if anything particularly happened on your patients. I'll let you know. And they also give you patients to make sure you're a team. So my MTSG1 team is up to 15 patients. You um, really like to try to start your day off like that. And then you just kind of roll from there. And you, from after the handoff, you either finish up your pre-rounding and then you go see the patients by yourself and chat with them and try to get as much information, good, big, as good of a clinical picture as you can. And then... If you're quick, and I haven't quite made it, this is a goal, but uh, if you're quick, you can quickly chart a little bit. Well, you start, start some of your notes, but otherwise you meet the entire team plus the attending about 9, 9.30, and that's when rounds start. And at that point, the attending is going to get to a room. He's going to, you know, whoever's patient is in that room, he will listen to you present. He'll ask questions. He'll ask questions that are kind of on the level of pimping or just like health clarification, is this patient doing this, this, or this? Uh, and these attendees aren't just like walking in blind. They know everything about these patients and they know everything about their conditions. And it's going to be pretty unlikely to pull a fast one on them and try to BS your way through any of this because, again, they know everything about it. They know what's going on. And sometimes if you slip and you say something, they'll kind of tilt their head and look. And, uh, and getting the presentations right is also tricky because there's a tendency to want to editorialize as you go along. Like I think I was doing it uh, two days ago where I was telling, <laughs> maybe a day ago, when I was telling my attending that, oh yeah, the iron's low and total binary iron capacity is this. So it's basically iron deficiency anemia. And then I moved on to the next lab value. Well, that is not the time to start talking about differentials. It isn't definitely not during the middle of the lab portion of the objective. So he mentioned to that, that to me yesterday as part of our post eval because every every attending goes um tuesday through monday and so they they sign off and they, they take a week off <laughs> and we get a new one so it's a, a lot of feedback a lot of uh work so you got to know your patients as much as possible i've been lucky so far that my attendings have essentially only wanted the pertinent positives and the pertinent details they don't really want me to go into all the lab values that we've collected period whether or not they're important or not. Like obviously, if a lab was abnormal and now it is normal, it's still important to know that because a condition has improved. Uh, and then, of course, they do want to know if something's gotten worse. And uh, So you, you try to line up your presentation as best as possible. Um, generally speaking, they, they like it to be, if we've seen the patient before, we don't need to rehash their entire admission process and their present, you know, chief complaint. We just need to go, this patient came to the ED two days ago for chronic chest pain or we admitted the patient for bilateral pulmonary embolism, something like that. 
and then you roll into okay over the over the night this is what happened this morning this is what the patient says are they feeling better worse what's been going on how the symptoms change are they the same you know what treatment did we kind of start overnight or anything he did differently overnight and then then we get into vitals then we get into labs we get into imaging and then physical exam and then you get into your whole assessment and plan and it's a, that's a pretty solid presentation. I mean, I, I left out review of systems. That's supposedly right after the subjective, right after you talk about how the patient's been doing that morning. You can go through your review of system if you find anything particularly interesting, um, but you can, it's brief, very quick. And I've been very lucky to have preceptors that really just want the pertinent stuff. There are some preceptors who want everything. They want you to know every lab, every value, and say it. And then they get a little annoyed at you that things are taking longer than they want. So... That's kind of a double-edged sword. You can't really avoid it. For some preceptors, you just kind of have to bite the bullet and go with it. Um, I've been lucky with my two preceptors so far. Have been very understanding, very work, you know, working with me friendly. So it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, let's see here. So that's essentially your day. But at the same time, you okay? So I, I, that's just rounds. And then they have morning report, which is eleven to twelve. And that's either a presentation by a student or some random thing. And then they had didactics at noon, noon to one. And so even if you're not done rounding on your patients in the morning, you, your attending is supposed to break and say, okay, it's 11 o'clock, go to your morning report, and then we'll meet back sometime in the afternoon. And so you, you will, most residents will just run to the physician's lounge, grab food, and then go to the morning report and then eat food while they do that. Because you don't actually get a lunch time, you just kind of keep rolling. And after the morning report, usually we go back and kind of start looking over our notes again, looking over our patients. Maybe the residents are putting in orders and discharge information. And of course, they're communicating with the attending and saying, hey, morning didactics is over. Uh, let's see. let me know when you where when you want to start rounds up again, and then the attending will give you a location, and then you meet them there, and you start rounds if you haven't finished it in the morning. If you finish in the morning, you're doing great. The afternoon is for writing notes, <laughs> doing orders, following up with patients, and all that fun stuff. But for the medical student, really, I felt like the first week is really just filling out notes because you're just typing away and you're trying to be as thorough and as good detail as possible, making adjustments based on the feedback you've been getting. Overall, trying to make a good note. And then checking with your residents to make sure your note looks okay, if you missed anything. That's really kind of week one. And then week one is also about ramping. So you can start with like two, one, two patients. Since I'm on a sub I, it's fourth year, I'm expected to take four to six patients. So sometimes you start off with, you know, two uh, patients and then you ramp up to four. And now that's kind of about where I'm at. I'm up to four and sometimes you lose a patient. You gotta find another one. And essentially, you're trying to get up to six by the end of the rotation. You're trying to get up to six patients at a time, not six total patients. And there's also an expectation that if your patient suddenly becomes quote-unquote boring, you need to drop that patient and get another one. Because the residents are still following these patients. Like, just because you're following it doesn't mean the resident's not. The resident's always following these patients. And so, because you're not putting in orders, you're not really doing anything particularly valuable at this moment. Residents doing all that work. So if your patient basically is, oh, they're waiting skilled nursing facility placement, well, you don't need to be following this patient every day. Your job is to learn about new and interesting patients that are going to maybe cement different concepts into your mind. And so that's why they, they ask that if you get to a patient that's basically kind of 
just spinning their tires until they get into a, a skilled facility, then drop that patient, get another one. I always hope by my preceptor today that it's okay to keep a patient if you have made some kind of connection with them, but don't don't keep too many patients who are basically nothing because they want you to work. They want you complex new patients and especially ones that are just admitted because usually within the 40, first 48 hours, a lot of big clinical decisions are made that will, will really determine the patient's course. And so that's the time you want to be on board to observe, assess, and try to be a part of that plan as much as you can. So that's really week one, ramping up. Week two, uh, you're still kind of ramping up, but in my opinion, I feel like I just don't I don't want to be useless. I, I, I understand a lot of my role here is just to do notes that have a big bold thing at the top saying medical student note, please see resident for residence note. Uh, and this note is for educational purposes only. So I, I get that basically my note <laughs> does not inform anyone of anything and has really no real impact on the patient's well-being. So I want to be more helpful. And so if you're writing four notes and you're doing rounds until, let's say you don't finish rounds until 3 p.m. and then you're writing notes, and sometimes you get out at 6, or 7, 8. Um, yesterday we took call, so we were a long call till 7, and we took two ED admits. So the emergency department will call you up and throw some patients on your schedule. you got to go out and talk to the patient, and then you talk to the residents, and then you talk to the attending, and then you do the admissions process and all that fun stuff. But that whole part of talking to the patient, talking to the team, talking to the attending, and then the attending going back and talking to the patient can take two hours. So <laughs> I ended up, a couple of my patients got transitioned out of off of our service uh, to the ICU or discharge, and then I took two of the ED admits and it took four hours to get through the ED admits and then after four hours I had to go type up it wasn't just the progress note but it was the admission note so that's a little bit more detailed and so that took a long time I didn't only I got home until like home quote unquote but hit into this place until about 10 so it's uh <laughs> it's a late day <laughs> to say the least and that's it, you know, and again, not really feeling like you're doing a whole lot of good, but you're a student, you know, you're a student, you're supposed to, you're there to learn. That's your primary goal is to learn. But I want to be uh, not an anchor or a dead weight to my team. So I've been trying to find different ways to be helpful. And I know that there's a hospital course, uh, basically, as part of the close to the discharge paperwork but you basically type out everything that's happened to the patient over the course of the patient's hospitalization so they came in with uh let's say congestive heart failure what did we do to treat that over the course of the few days okay maybe we gave them lasix maybe we did we you know different treatments and whatnot so we outline everything that happened there who consulted who was involved in that for that problem issue then you go ahead and talk about whatever whatever other problem issue that was dealt with during the hospital and you just try to outline all that so that's something i'm kind of working towards to do because the residents can get to into that note they can adjust it how they want to and it's something they have to do as part of the normal workflow so if you can write it and you do a good job you've suddenly lessened the work on the residents the residents will probably be pretty happy about that so that's what i'm working towards uh, <laughs> right now my my most usefulness is basically telling the residents hey i can be your gopher i can go talk to patients if you want you want me to check something out i can go check something out and one of the residents has taken me up on that a couple times where i will either talk to the caseworker the social worker on um, helping out with the patient or i will call the family a couple times just to see what their preferences are on a particular um, discharge plan and so I, i've been 
useful, quote unquote. And then just this afternoon, we had a patient that we were, you know, we were about ready to sign out for the day, and the patient had an issue. Nurses asked us to come over and to lay eyes on the patient real quick because the patient was in some kind of distress. It wasn't a rapid call. The patient wasn't going to die or anything like that, but the patient was in some kind of distress. So we came over, assessed. I offered to the resident my suggestion based off of a quick search on up to date. She talked to the attending. The attending had a similar suggestion that I did. And so there we go. We took care of it, submitted the documents, did the orders, and there you go. Um, so one of the things, I'm going to switch to gears a little bit. So there's the aspect of just working, lots of work and trying to keep your head down and trying to do a good job and trying to get the job done, trying to be useful to the team, all these kind of key points that you kind of keep in mind as a fourth year medical student. You're just trying to do all this stuff. You're trying to make a good first impression. So that's the other side of that is you're now trying to show all these residents that you would be a good member of the team. So if you were the next intern class, they would be happy to have you working with them because you're in a team of seniors, quote, you know, a second year senior and a resident. So the seniors like having good workers, obviously, because they can put off some of the work onto the interns and the interns do a lot of the work and they can take a little bit more of a break or they can take on different roles of the, uh, as part of the team. So the entire time as this fourth year rotation, you're trying to be this person that is going to be a good team player, that you're going to be, you know, not just a hard worker, which is also good, but not uh, very knowledgeable, which is also good, but also teachable, likable. Uh, people don't mind you being around. And that's uh, not exactly my strong suit, but it seems to be going okay. Uh, the other thing is, is that you're trying to do this work. You're trying to do the doing your notes, doing all these things. And again, you know in the back of your head, none of these notes really matter. But at the end of the day, this is your job, quote and unquote. Like if they told you you see four patients and you do four patients and you do their notes, well, it, you should at least finish the notes by the end of the day because that's the expectation that all the residents have. So there's constantly, when I'm there at like 8 o'clock at night, and I know it's, it's super late and I, I need to be faster at my notes. Today, I was much faster at my notes, but I hate that you get there you're late at night and there's all these residents and I think out of the goodness of the heart, they want you to not be dying and doing crazy hours as a as a medical student. They kind of feel sorry for you. Like they know you're not getting paid. They know that you're just there as a medical student there to learn and they don't want you to be miserable. And so a lot of the residents will be like, why are you still here? You should go home. You should go home. Why are you still here? And it's it's a very kind of, I, I know it comes from a very good place, but in my mind, it's just kind of annoying because it's like, hey, I'm on an audition. I'm on a fourth year rotation. I'm, I'm basically trying out for a job and you guys keep telling me to go home. Like if I go home and don't complete my notes, like I can just kiss this job goodbye. And a, a few of them have, you know, when I reminded them that, hey, I'm a, I'm on a sub I here, they'll go, oh yeah, if I was in your shoes, I'd do the exact same thing. So like a lot of them, when they really stop and think about it, they they would do the same thing because like they know what they had to go through to get their residency. And if an audition gets you a better shot at it and then so be it, you, you they can't really fault you for putting in the effort that any med student would probably do. The other thing is that Monday was a holiday, a Labor Day uh, holiday. And I don't know. It's kind of a, an interesting dynamic because like, oh, well, you are a student and if your school has Labor Day off then you don't go into school, you don't go into your rotation, etc. 
But again, I looked at this rotation as I'm living the life of an intern. So does the interns, do the interns get Labor Day off? No, they show up to work. They have six days on one day off. They have one day off a week and it's not one day off a week plus a holiday like the internal medicine services at the hospital don't stop working just because it was a holiday i mean uh, interventional radiology does and palliative care does <laughs> they take those days off but not not the internal medicine service so i saw that as you know my job is to basically live the life of the intern so i showed up now i think i was like one of the only medical students there but i don't know if anyone actually recognized that or not and i, I didn't sit there and blow brag on it but again this is my opinion that i want them to see that i can show up i can do the work i i'm there to be the resident i'm ready to do the job so that's essentially what i've been trying to do that's essentially what i tried to do you get you just get asked a lot of times why are you still here why why don't you go home and anyway so let me see, I've done some notes here. So that's essentially how the rotation is going. I think, it, again, overall, I think it's going pretty well. I don't seem to make as much of a connection with my attendings as I do with the residents. I'm with. I try to be very helpful to the residents. I try to ask good questions to the attendings. I just don't feel like I ever really get to ask good questions or the ones I do think of are kind of dumb. So, yeah, that's just the way it is. How do I like the program? I don't want to get too, I mean, I do like the program. Uh, I don't want to like, go around and do a roundabout, you know, ring around a rosy sort of thing on this one. I do like the program. I think I'd be happy if I matched at this program. It is obviously there are variations of programs, uh, some that will work the residents harder, some that will work them less, some that won't have as much work for them to do. This was one that there's plenty of work to do. I, I not having a whole huge barometer of programs this is my first fourth year elective so take it out with a grain of salt uh, from what i've gotten from other residents who have done talked about them doing semis or their husband did a different residency somewhere else this one is apparently average it's definitely in lots of work and lots of hours and it's a tough intern life but there are programs that work you a whole heck of a lot more and there are programs that work you a whole heck of a lot less. So this one apparently is relatively par for the course. <laughs> but what I will say is that I really do like all the residents. They are incredibly friendly. They are very welcoming. I think I've had a lot of them just come up to me like, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. What are you? Are you a fourth year or third year? Great. What are you thinking about doing? Like, they'll just talk to you. And then I think this is like, these are little things and maybe big things to me because I, you know, we live off the student loans, but a few of the residents like, they will go get coffee and you can get coffee for free in the physician's lounge and the machines down there basically make Starbucks coffee. But every now and then you just want to have the authentic Starbucks coffee, which is uh, in the cafeteria, one of the cafeterias in the hospital. And you, you'll get kind of peer pressured by some of the residency, residents to go with them and then they'll buy you coffee. They're like, oh, we get a certain allotment of money every month. And we never spend it we would really like to spend it on you and so they'll buy you coffee you know they'll do all sorts of things and they've been really welcoming very friendly very encouraging you ask a question they answer it is you know this definitely is going to be every now and then a resident that kind of feels like maybe they have a stick up their butt but you know and all in all these <laughs> the entire team seems really good uh, everyone seems again very friendly very willing to help you out and again like as long as you're not annoying I, my general rule of thumb is is that first try to figure it out yourself 
<laughs> always try to figure it out yourself. And sometimes you might need some help, especially like in a brand new hospital, if you're trying to figure out what the MOU is or the medical observation unit. You know, you, you, you're going to try to figure it out for a little bit and you might ask them directions on people you walk past, but don't call your residents up and be like, where do I get to this location? They're like, well, where are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the other side of the hospital. I'm on the North Tower. You're in the South Tower? I, I don't know how to help you. It's a maze. Uh, so rule, rule number one is like try to figure it out yourself, especially even the EHR system. Like try to figure it out. Don't just like immediately throw your hands up and ask the resident to help you out. And I think that's also a, a good rule of thumb. It's just in general of medicine and school is that at the very first thing you should be doing is you should be trying to figure it out yourself. Like YouTube it, you, you Google things. Like try to figure out the answer yourself. If you need to double check it, then double check it. There's a little bit different level of work uh, being asked if you're just saying, hey, is this correct? And they can go yes or no. And then you you saying, can you just do it for me? Again, you're supposed to be there to do a bunch of work and show that you can work. And if they just see you as the kind of guy that wants someone else to do a whole bunch of work for them, they're not going to be as happy. So uh, that's kind of another rule that I'm trying to work on and trying to stay the course on. And again, program. All the people I've kind of run into and met have been really good. My two attendings, uh, Dr. Gross and Dr. Newcomb are excellent. They're very personable, very good. I, um, they give you good feedback. They're not overly critical, but they are, I think, tough but fair um, would be the way I would say. Maybe not even really tough, but they're they're pretty fair. And then um, I have a note here. How is this different than uh, the core rotations? Because you're going to do an internal medicine core rotation if you're in thir- you know starting your third year rotation. And so how is how is a fourth year sub-I different? Because when I was with Dr. Lomboy, we definitely saw patients. We did a lot of this pre-rounding. We did charting. So there's a lot of overlap with that one. I think the real biggest difference is that you're working in a team that's a little bit bigger. And you also have senior residents and you have obviously interns. And so you're seeing, you're kind of getting a window view into what you're going to be doing in a mere matter of monthly like these people really only have like all, all what separates me from the interns that i'm working with is literally they went through the match process and matched and they did a whole you know 27 weeks of electives that's the biggest difference and they're there ordering doing you know ordering labs doing medications doing discharge summaries like they're doing all this work so that's you in you know half a year so it's really only a year half a year difference between you and your intern so that's kind of a nice little glimpse in view because like a lot of times you're paired up with just your preceptor and your preceptor is a you know dr lomboy's a rock star he's he's fantastic he knows everything and you're you're just trying to absorb you're a sponge trying to absorb everything you can you're still a sponge on this sub i but it's a little bit different because like you're you can you can feel like you're actually expected to be the intern. You're expected to be knowledgeable. You're not you're not an idiot. You you can't just you know shrug it off and be like I don't know. Like well you're a fourth year. You got to know. Like you know in a year now you're going to be an MD. You're going to actually have a doctor. So you should probably figure it out. So <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like it's not, you know hard. Life people are again people are there to help you out. And there's definitely going to be a lot of learning in those 27 weeks. And I'm certainly learning a lot now. So. I think that's really one of the biggest differences. Uh, a lot more responsibilities kind of put on your shoulder. Um, there's really not as much of a safety net. Again, I say that, Melinda, I say like my notes don't really matter. But um, 
I think there's also the stakes are uh, feel a little bit higher because now you see this as this is my job. This is uh, not just like I, I not just paying hundred grand or whatever it is to a year to go to school and learn this stuff. Now it's like I need them to know that I know this information that I would be a good team player, a good teammate. Like you can rely on me. I'm going to be a good doctor. Just you know, put me in. You, you're going to want me in your program kind of thing is you're, you're actually auditioning for a job, not just a good letter of recommendation, not just a good <laughs> eval at the end of the course. So that's really the big thing. Again, there are definitely cores where you have a lot more hands on. And I would just say like if um, you're in Trinity and you happen to run into the Dr. Lomboy's um, rotation, like it is very much like that, like a lot more hands on, a lot more responsibility. Uh, there are definitely rotations you will have in your cores and probably even in fourth year where you're just kind of shadowing and this is definitely not a shadow rotation like you can't be just a fly on the wall in this rotation you gotta you gotta work so that is <laughs> essentially what we're doing um and of course uh what are we doing uh besides this audition i I don't. I, I would be lying if I said I've actually accomplished a whole lot since we did the last podcast. I think. What have I done? A few, maybe, maybe ten programs on my my list. Uh, we go through the match of resident, and we're going through programs. Karen has definitely been pulling a lot more weight on that and doing a lot more programs, putting them on the spreadsheet so that we can kind of go over everything. Yeah, she's been she's been doing a really good job, and uh, I have been just limping along and trying to get enough sleep. So that is essentially what I've been trying to do. Because the last I think the last seven days have been basically average five thirty to seven or eight. So you end up spending over twelve hours uh, at the hospital. So that can kind of wear you out a little bit. And then of course I got home. I got back to the place a little late on Sunday. So we're trying to <laughs> catch up a little bit on sleep. So that is what I've been doing. Of course, matches just around the corner, uh, the application cycle, uh, ERAs, all that fun stuff. We're, we're, we're not forgetting it. <laughs> we still are doing some text messaging with different preceptors who still might, might not have turned in their letters of rec yet. So we're still kind of working on that in the background. It's just not, can't spend a too much time on that so that's what we're up to anyway if you have any questions at all i am happy to answer any questions you can send a message through um, our instagram account medfamilymd uh, karen is kind of the curator of that making you know kind of watching that one so any questions through there she will send them to me and i will answer them of course we can always do a show on a topic if you really want us to talk about a particular topic uh, you can find our podcast on any of the websites out there that host podcasts so apple podcast spotify and amazon music etc uh, feel free to rate us and like our content we uh, do appreciate it. we don't make any money on this but um, hopefully somebody gets a little bit of information and uh, enjoys it anyway you guys have a good rest of your week bye